Let's begin by all joining together and praying. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts who are here be pleasing in your sight, for you are our rock, you are our redeemer. Amen. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would that one thing be? You might start with the aches and the pains, the lack of mobility that you're feeling after the surgery that you had. You want to go back to your old knee before the pain started, your shoulder when it used to be good. I think some of us here, maybe younger ones, dream about getting taller and older. And finally, you get to be the adult that you want to be like all the other adults in your life. You want to be like them. I'm guessing more than a few of us who are sitting in this room, we wake up, and we go and we look in the mirror, and the person that we see in the mirror doesn't quite look like the person we want to look like anymore. And we'd rather go back to the person maybe in like the, the early 20s that we were. We look at ourselves, and we see some things that we'd really like to change. I think what's most interesting about this, it's absolutely hypothetical exercise, is that for many of the changes that we want, we want change in ourselves because of what we see in somebody else. We see the superstars of sport and their abilities, and we want to be like them. We watch movies, and we see people who have spent countless hours and thousands of dollars to look like what they look like. We process so much information simply by just looking at this tiny little screen and seeing what other people look like and what they're doing. And we start to get this perspective on what we think we should be and what we should look like and what we should do. But there's this challenge that comes along with looking down at a phone and looking out at other people and forming an opinion about who you should be and what you should look like from what's going on out there. Kind of a problem of the internet. In about 0.8 seconds, I don't know what it is on Google, you can start looking at a billion different people who live in different places and have different lives and who are gifted with so many different abilities and you can start seeing those people just like that now more than any other time in the world you have the ability to look and you can see all these different lives and different people in different places and I think you look out and you start to realize just how different you and I are from each other well as unique and as different people are throughout our world, that's how unique and different we are here, too. Whether this is your first time that you're joining us here at Ascension, watching online, here in person, or maybe you've some, you're somebody that's been here from the very beginning of all of this, you and I are different. We are different people different life experiences, different likes and dislikes, different passions, different roles. We're unique individuals. 
kind of quoting Mr. Rogers, there's nobody like you. There's also nobody like the person sitting next to you or across from you. God creates us as people who are unique and different. But unfortunately, we don't always do the best with that uniqueness, do we? We look at our phones, we watch the other people in our lives, and it starts to happen without ever even thinking about it happening. We start to categorize and rank and devalue and overvalue, and we come up with this idea of what is best, and then we aim for what we think is best, and we try to avoid what we think is worst. And it destroys the unity that we have. This is one of the devil's best strategies to destroy unity. It's to push us into a place of jealousy or another place of looking down on other people. And whenever we're there, we don't always see each other as these unique and gifted and individual people that God has made us to be we start to forget that each and every one of us is a different part of the one body that God wants. And we start to forget the different roles that God has given us as those parts of the body. So this is where God wants us to start. This is where Paul starts with this church in the city of Corinth. One last time we get to hear about them. Did you catch all the different gifts and abilities and unique talents that got listed? God gives to some a message of wisdom, a message of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. That's just nine that are listed here, and I am positive that's not even close to all the gifts and abilities that that group had. So the next question then is, with all these different gifts and abilities, well, where do they come from? God answers that too. We're told there are different kind of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. It's God. God is the one who makes us uniquely gifted. That word different here shows itself three times in a row to help us understand that we are unique and different. But then the word but comes in here three times in a row too. But the same spirit, but the same Lord, but the same God at work. All of this comes from God and whatever's from God is good. So then last question about these gifts. What are they for? Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Each unique and different person with different gifts and abilities is not for themselves. It is for the whole. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. 
You know this by now. This is the unity that we've been talking about for months. This is the unity that goes far beyond race and age and occupation and every other thing that could stand in this way. This is the unity that comes from being connected to Jesus. It's the only unity that Jesus provides. Because, you see, he was uniquely gifted and able for the one job to give this unity to us. He was the only one who could live the perfect life and then die the perfect death that would be worth the sins of the world. With all his unique gifts and abilities and talents, he used them for you and me to give us real forgiveness, to make us part of his family, to bring us back together with God so that all of us right now are at one with God and united with him. Only because of Jesus and only through Jesus' work, we're united. So that's why this week I got to go back and spend some time like I did in my childhood. Nora said it. We bought this big bucket of connects. Ooh, and that one probably even looks a little bit better than this one. And uh, yeah, I googled the instructions how to do this. This wasn't just me and my brain. But uh, I got to admit, at first, like I said, it was frustrating and it was nothing. And you build piece by piece. First, you start with a couple pieces here on the bottom, and you put them together, and then you set those pieces aside, and then you build the wings. And on their own, they definitely don't look like wings. And, and then you build the tail, and you have to turn the tail in the right way, too. And then you build the, the front, and then you build the little bomb bay on the bottom, and then you, then you lay out all these pieces. And they're nothing. And they look like nothing. And more than once, I got frustrated and left them, and, and they really were nothing. But then you start putting them together. And the main body gets attached to the wings, and then the tails get clipped on in this perfect way, and then you have them turn in the right way, and all of a sudden they look like they're supposed to look. And then you get the cockpit on the front, and then you put the stuff on the sides, and then before you know it, you have something that actually looks like an F-22 out of this bucket of pieces that are so random and different and individual. And then more than once this week after this was put together, we, we put this to the flight test and it got tossed in the air and we realized really quick how easily this looks like nothing. Take one piece off, it's not a plane. Take one wing, it's not going to fly. Just a couple pieces off of this and you go back to the bucket that looks like nothing together. It's the same for us Christians. This is what God says, even so, the body is not made of just one part, but of many. If the foot should say, I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it for that reason doesn't stop being a part of the body. If the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong, it wouldn't for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. We're united.
we are one body and we need each and every part to function. All of them are needed. All of them are valuable. Because God is the one that put us together. This is the way he wants us to happen. Many parts, one body, united. You guys know GoFundMe? This is another thing that came about only because the internet is here, right? And I think it got created uh, because people saw a need for being unique when it comes to giving money especially. Too many times people would be giving money and it just wouldn't go to actually help the thing that they wanted it to help. So people wanted something to make sure that money would get where it needed to go. So someone thought up GoFundMe and now anybody throughout the world can start one of these things and you can donate to them and you know that when you give money here, it's going to make it to the right people. This is kind of how God designs us too. God brings us together and he unites us and he wants us to know that what we do makes a difference so that it gets where it needs to go. United as one body, we get to do some pretty great stuff. Here at Ascension right now, you walked in and you guys saw it, the pile of food out there, that's for our children's healthy eating on the weekends, the CHU program here in town. This is what we're going to focus on. This is our nonprofit. We're doing the food drive because we want our effort and our time and our money to be worthwhile, to do some real good, to meet people where they're at, where there is a real need. But here's the cool thing about being connected to Christ. All of what you do. Yes, donate to that, bring to that. It's going to be good. But all of what you do, your unique gifts and your abilities and your efforts, all of it is worth it when you're connected to Jesus. Because you can do all things to his glory. Whether you are a parent or a kid, a teacher, a member of the military, a newly retired member of the military, whoever you are, whatever you do, you can do it to the glory of God in your unique way with your unique talents and your unique abilities. So let's make it concrete. After today, here's your goal. Simple. Find one way to use you, your gifts, your abilities for this body here at Ascension. Even visitors who are only coming today and maybe only today, we need you. Give us feedback. Help us know how we can serve this community. For people who can be here more, come be here every week. You don't know how much your presence means to the other people who are sitting here in this room. Reach out to the people that you know that are going through the hard time right now. Call them, text them, connect with them. Bring people food who are new, uh, caring for newborns, struggling with things. Uh, learn the tech booth in back so that those two guys can have an opportunity not to be in the tech booth one Sunday. Bring food for afterwards. Pray for each other. Come and clean this place. Uh, step up somebody and take the role of financial secretary that we need. Whatever you're passionate about, whatever you like, do it. You are unique 
and gifted and a part of this body, and we need you. So after today, one goal, get to it. What's something new that you're going to do for Christ's body here? Because it matters. It's going to be worthwhile, and this body only functions with you. So after a few months going through this book, don't you feel like you know the church in Corinth at least a little bit better than you did a couple months ago? I think mostly because you've gotten to see their issues and their weaknesses and their struggles and their mess is just open for us to see very clearly. And more than that, with all of their mess and issues and struggles, you have heard how God united them and brought them back together as people who are forgiven And now people who work together in Christ. I pray that's what God has done for us too. So let's get to it. Let's keep growing in knowing each other and supporting each other and serving as we're uniquely gifted to do because in Jesus, we know we are united. Amen.